The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. It is Tuesday, May 3rd. If you are watching us on YouTube, and I hope you are watching us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If not, if you're just listening to the podcast in audio form, of course, we still love you. But it's probably Wednesday, May 4th, which I'm sure Breach will make some Star Wars joke. I won't be the one to do it. If you want me to, Ryan Wilson and John Breach joining me for this podcast. If you want to talk Star Wars, the only thing I'm interested in is like who can do the best Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah, you, that that joke's tired already. So listen, nah, I drive drive Star Wars. Mister Charger Binks. So here, you want to hear the most Star Wars thing ever? This will make you actually angry, Brinson and Debo. You'll just nod your head knowingly. I got a call today from producer Brian Telix. I'm going to do a segment tomorrow morning. Which I thought was me about the the draft grades or whatever. He wants to do a Star Wars draft of the first ten picks, like which which teams would take which Star Wars characters with the first ten picks on May. Wait, 4th. what? So, tune in tomorrow to find. Well, out. I mean, like Darth Vader's your number one overall. But he just strangles people and kills them. You win. The other team has to forfeit. They don't have enough players. So I'll give you a sneak peek. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and you need help along the offensive line or defensive line or wherever, who's the first? Who's the first Star well, Wars character? Can you not cheat and use the force is my question. Can um, you cheat and use the force or can you not cheat? Well, it's it's like, you know, it's like Star Wars universe. So Luke Skywalker isn't winning automatically because he has the force. So you have to play by NFL rules. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not like uh, the Superman, the original Superman where he outran the train. Like well, right, but Luke can just use the force to knock over a defensive lineman if he's on the offensive yeah, line. But he like, does, he's he small do and it. scrappy, but he's got the powers. Okay, yeah, so just NFL rules. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm going Chewbacca. He was a top 10 pick, but you know who I took for Jacksonville Jaguars? Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. No, you did it. you? <laughs> yeah, to protect Trevor Lawrence. See, he fun game, move. right? There's no lateral movement. He's only <laughs> going so to you Jabba number one? For the Jacksonville Jaguars, because uh, I was going to take that's exactly line. what Jacksonville would do because they don't know how to draft. No, but he's he's twenty yards wide. By the time you get around him, Man, you want a to... draft guru, and you're taking Jabba the Hutt with your top pick. All right, we'll God. do one more. Detroit has the number two pick. Who are you taking? Chewy Chewbacca. I took the Rancor. Suck oh, it, nerd. <laughs> Rancor, what is he? Can't do anything. These things can't move. He's enormous. What is he? Is he a running back? Where are you putting the Rancor? No, he's an edge rusher. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and Jabba the Hutt is the one blocking him, so they're just going to cancel each other out. Oh, I'm crushing it. I'm crushing it. This is Actually, I was like, Tully, what are you doing? And by the end of it, we were all laughing like two old guys that love Star Wars. All right, Brent, go ahead. I know you don't want to talk about this anymore, but watch. uh, I haven't been listening for like. Watch uh, HQ. 812 on Wednesday morning and be enthralled and made You're actually, I'm actually surprised that Brinson did not make uh is Picard on Star Wars? One of the yeah. classic Brinson jokes where he Who ruffled, hates Star Wars and Rwanda? Who gets ang- angry about Batman? Debo, have you seen the new Batman? 
Evo's already asleep. I think that's a yes. conversation. He's out. I didn't hate. Uh, it. I, I actually, I gotta be honest. I rewatched the Batman. The uh, Michael um, Keaton Batman, or is that what they call no, it? No, no, no. I, I, I tried to watch it twice. Oh, you watched the, it. Finally the watched one. the whole thing. It's fine. Well, why are you whinging about it for Guys, people are like, I just don't need any more Batman. Stop oh, trying to reinvent stop. Batman. I loved it. It's I, just like some dude had to be like a little, like, I don't need whiny emo Batman. Like, is Bruce Wayne wearing like eye makeup? What, what is happening here? He wasn't whiny. I He's, will say, I agree with Brinson in one sense that I'm a huge Batman fan. And it, this thing got so much hype going in. I, I think my expectations were too high. And here's the thing. And you're, you're exactly I thought right. it was a good movie. It wasn't great. Yeah. The it's problem like, is the expectation. Like, uh, like, man, like, filmmaker watches Dark Knight, feels need to put spin on it, and have, like, evil Riddler. Like, what are we doing? Here's, your, like, here's both your problems. And not a problem, but just your your lot in life, your station in life. I had no expectations because I don't pay attention to any sort of superhero universe first. So I, I love the Batman because I just went into it blindly. And I'm never, I don't care about the backstory, any of that stuff. And that's the same reason I love the new Spider-Man. Okay, but the difference is, you know, look, no, we gotta get started on these grades. Well, we're doing we do the whole conference that takes the entire hour, and when you spend ten minutes talking about effing Batman's and Spider Man's, all of a sudden it's like an hour and fifteen minutes, and nobody wants to be podcasting for that. You long. shouldn't have brought up May the Fourth be with you, Brinson. It was your fault. Yeah, that was your fault. You got us off on this tangent. I said, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he caught himself in his own lie. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I missed yesterday's podcast because I was telling Debo I thought my 13-year-old dog was going to die. Nah, just wanted me to spend 300 bucks to the vet. He's fine. So I'm back. Vet. Vets are That's a crooks. rough way to end the draft. <laughs> right? The oldest dog in the world is only 21. Your dog is 13. That's insane. Suck it up, dog. Yeah, he's still, right. in dog years. still kicking. 91. Not bad. It's not bad. Breach, yeah. you think you'll live to be 91? No. I'm with you. I think there's a pretty good chance you will. Yeah. Do you want to be alive I, I'm, with 91? I'm I think 91 won't be that bad for us. Why? Where it's not like we're I mean, look, like look, are we former like, athletes? Athletes? I don't know about you're getting better. And like my yeah. dad's 70 and he's just like he's rocking. Like he's like he's 72 now, actually. Yeah, I don't know your dad, but I'm guessing he's probably in better shape than you. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I will say that if if Brinson went back in time or really any of us, like people look a lot younger now. 40 year old and oh, yeah, 70%. Looked like they were eight. Who was the uh it was like remember that somebody did the it was like the white Tom Tittle. Brady playing at age Tom 40 Brady. And you're like it was like here's Norm Van Brocklin. He's like on a rocker, like, like right. He, he looks like uh yeah. the old version of Obi-Wan to bring it back to circle. I mean, because like nobody like I mean, yeah, it's we're gonna live a yeah. lot longer than 91. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm good. I look like, my grandmother is about to turn a hundred. Jeez. She is she hasn't doing? like left her nursing home bed in a long time. Oh, that I'm not here for, and like yeah. I don't want her to go anywhere. But I mean, you know, I haven't really. She might want to go somewhere. The thing is, I, I, I don't think she does. She's too tough. But I remember, and we'll get on it. I, I, I agree. I agree to your point. Like Leslie Nope, um, what her real, whatever real name is. I remember she said she had talked to some old people that worked at SNL when she was there, like in their 80s, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go." When it was George Blanda, that's who it was. Yeah, George. I thought his wife. George Blanda at 43 looks. Oh, like, there it is. Oh God, he looks like he looks older than my my 72 year old father. To be fair to, to George Blanda, Tom Brady is not even a human, so that's unfair. All right, let's go. Tom Brady definitely had reconstructive jaw surgery, by the way. Uh, I don't know. I thought that as well, and then I got some pushback on that. I did too. What? From Brady? Brady Quinn. <laughs> George Blanda. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's younger than Tom Brady. In these You're watching on YouTube. YouTube.com slash pick six. 
Yeah. Oh Britain. my God, is that Breach's greatest tweet ever? That is, it's up there, man. That is up seven thousand. That was from, likes. That was from Sunday Night Football. Oh, mama. And it shows 43-year-old Tom Brady next to 43-year-old George Bland. So they're literally the same age at the point in these pictures. Brady's and, older. And Brady is, yes, Brady is actually 51 days older when these pictures were taken. And Brady, uh, Blanda looks like he's about 31 years older than Brady. It's insane. How many more packs Blanda of looks cigarettes? looks like he's in his 70s, for sure. How many more packs of cigarettes has George Blanda smoked than Tom Brady over the course of those 43 years? I mean, how many packs of cigarettes has George Blanda smoked? <laughs> a, mil- <laughs> a million. <laughs> a million is the answer. <laughs> so just whatever whatever the number is that George Blanda smoked minus zero, is that's that's your answer. Uh, oh, all right, we got to do world, 16. Yeah, we need to get these grades. grades. Let's get started. 15. We'll start in the NFC East. We'll start with Brian Wilson giving us a grade for the New York football giants, two picks in the top seven. Always helpful when you're trying to construct a good draft, even in a bad draft class. And they come up with Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. Uh, they did swoop back in the second round and grabbed Wandale Robinson, screwing me over when I thought they were going to take Malik Willis. That was going to really make some quiche. Uh, Joshua is Izudu. I didn't do that right. That's close enough. Someone been, named Cordell Flot. Float. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He, he got the hard one right. And the easy <laughs> one. Oh. <laughs> Daniel Bellinger, Dane Belton, Micah McFadden, DJ Davidson, Marcus McKeithen, and Darian Beavers. What's your grade for this Giants draft class? I mean, it's, how are you not going to give it? They had two picks in the top seven. They got it's funny picks. you say that. So here's what I do I don't do grades, quote unquote. I do um, rankings, and I do the rankings based on where I thought these players would go during the pre-draft process based on where they actually went. So it's not necessarily an indictment on the Giants if we disagree. It's just a sort of a reflection of what I thought and how close or far away I was from what actually happened in reality. That said, with that caveat, the Giants in my rankings ranked 29th out of 32 teams. Really? Which wow. seems crazy. So is it so in other words, um I'll tell you here, I'll give you an example. So Wandale Robinson, I had him as like a a mid- so, uh, just like Let's say you have Wondell Robinson at 65 and he goes 43. You dock them. Exactly. So I had him as a mid-fourth rounder. He went early second. So in other words, getting Thibodeau and Neal at five and seven doesn't really benefit them. I mean, right. They're great picks, but I had uh, Kevin Thibodeau as going eighth overall. He went fifth. Evan Neal going ninth overall. He went seventh. Oh, so they actually, no wonder you have him way low. You got to give a grade for this podcast. What's your grade? It's not way low, just different. So, but I, that said, I'll give them I'm just saying like they have a two picks in the top 10 and they get docked points technically for sort of well it's just a comparison it's not necessarily good or bad but right so i, I give him a, a b b plus because love the Thibodeau and neil pick i like wandale robinson just too early typically you don't take undersized receivers that high especially in the second i mean that's that's a huge sort of stretch daniel bellinger i like but i know some teams thought he wasn't as athletic dane belden i really really liked adam going in the fourth about where he went um mcfadden davidson and beavers i all liked a lot as well so the, the sort of the the outlier was Wondell Robinson, and that affected their "quote unquote" grade, if you want to call it, in terms of how I had these guys ranked. But overall, I mean, this team is a lot better today than they were a week ago. And Wondell Robinson, also maybe overdraft him because you're trying to cover yourself for Kadarius Tony. So I, I get it. Yeah, I that lo- seemed like that, exactly what that was. I love what they did, but in terms of my rankings, um, there was a little difference, primarily with the the Wondell Robinson pick. Everything else, I had Azuda going in the sixth; he went in the third, so that also affected it. But everything else, um, I, I'm pretty much on board with. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about the Wandale Robinson pick is that, you know, when you're saying, hey, they reach for that person, that guy shouldn't have gotten that early, or you're knocking, especially at wide receiver, 
you got to consider the other guys that were still on the board that they could have taken. Uh, right. like John Mechie, George Pickens, Sky Moore, I think are all receivers that would have been a better pick there than Wandale Robinson. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, like you said, they got two surefire starters with those two first round picks. And, you know, you're a Giants fan. You have seen them blow high picks before. And so you're just crossing your fingers, hoping it doesn't happen again. And they didn't do that there. And so, yeah, I think that's the, the biggest part of their draft, obviously. And I think they're probably happy with the first rounders they came away with. I like Ryan's grade. Thank you. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak too much to Wandale Robinson. Like, but yeah, I, I thought that the Giants had a lot of subterfuge to their draft, and that's that's interesting to me to see how that plays out in the future because we were told they were not going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. Evan Neal also had some bad medicals leaked out. Who knows who could that have been? And um, they were heavily. Uh, smoke screened with Malik Willis uh, on day two. So I just wait. I, where did that come from? You you were pushing it. Who else was pushing it? Maybe it was just me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, by the way, I saw quickly that the Batman movie was trending on Twitter. I hope that you had everything to do with that. Today it was. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm sure that makes your day. Um, not good really. Lord, that is some good water. I'm just saying. Are you Why drinking beer now? Drinking water. I'm drinking a little Espalone. I have a you drink a tequila? Starbucks. Yeah. It's a Tommy Tran kind of day. It's, it's Cinco de Mayo week. PM. Cinco de Mayo week. Will this guy in. gets done with the draft, files his last article. It's all- <laughs> <laughs> and goes full Vince Carter having a nice. I don't blame you. I mean, like, that's. What's the Vince Carter reference? It's over. Oh, he said that? He does the, the, the slam dunk contest. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I'm done with the all fools. <laughs> I don't know what. No, don't click on the Batman. Okay, like, <laughs> I didn't click. On it. I didn't click. On it. It's not Will Brunson related. Uh, no, it's not, uh, I don't know what's going. No, I'm sorry, that's no, not Batman. Street. I think this uh, is the yeah, new. Look, we're 14 minutes in the podcast, and we've done one team. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I got all day, people. <laughs> this is gonna be bleep can. I was. I was dropped. I was cussed for the first time. Bebo's gonna be bleep can. Bebo's definitely that. quitting this podcast. <laughs> Caleb Campson points out in the chat Wilson turning into Batman drinking to get an emo Brinson must be triggered <laughs> I know yeah. thank you absolutely triggered. emo Brinson uh, Wilson the Eagles they selected Jordan Davis Cam Jurgens, Nakobe Dean Kyron Johnson Grant Calcaterra and OBT Dubs they also traded for AJ Brown with one of their first round picks what's your grade for the Eagles draft OTP Dubs what is that by the way Oh, I was like, what's that guy's initials? Uh, yeah, so I had them in my rankings going third yeah. um, based on what they did. And it's an A+. Plus. And it's an A+, plus, even if you don't have A.J. Brown in there. But once you throw A.J. Brown in there, it might be an A+. double plus. Jordan Davis, they were sort of linked to him throughout the process. Makes a ton of sense. Cam Jurgens was often considered uh, uh, not even the poor man's, but the, the, the next man's version of Tyler Linderbaum. He's actually taller and a little heavier. Kobe Dean, I absolutely love. Prisco was bad mouth important to Kobe Dean all weekend because he's like, he's small and he gets hurt all the time. Um, but uh, I, I love him. Kyron Johnson, I think he's about 230. He might even be a little bit lighter than that. Playing on the edge of Kansas. Uh, he can go all over the place. Special teams guy. Um, uh, the, the Eagles ex- explained why they drafted him when they did. I, if he went a little higher, I wouldn't be surprised. And Grant Calcaterra was there at 614 because of the concussion history. He, he's sort of a, a long, huge target in the middle of the field. Just checking every checking boxes of what you're doing. So A plus feels like uh, that the right move for me. 
Uh, Debo, if you're back with us, I'm guessing you had zero issues with that draft, or was there any point did you want someone that didn't you that you didn't get? Zero issues. At one point, you know, when they took Cam Jurgens, I was like, all right, there's some other players that I would have preferred there, and even Dean was like, who I wanted at 51, and then you get him at 83, but then you see the video of Jason Kelsey reacting and, and kind of claiming that he was his favorite prospect in this draft. He's been helping the Eagles all along, so that eased any concerns I had about Cam Jurgens at 51. So yeah. Yeah, I like Cam Jurgens in the. He was mad about anything is that you only went with one plus on the A. I said two pluses. You did? Yeah, because listen, I don't. You haven't been around, but Brinson is now a self-proclaimed Philadelphia Eagles fan, and uh, I think it's it's BS. Worst case scenario for you, by the way. Yeah, sorry. I am going to personally like it's best case for me because either the Eagles are great, and I'm like, yep early on the bandwagon, or B, the Eagles, I am the reason the Eagles completely tank. Although, Debo, worth pointing out, who was my team last year? Uh, The Lions? The Los Angeles Rams. I don't know if you guys are aware. Did you pick them? No, he didn't. No, no, no. Stafford was your quarterback. The Rams. I was rooting for the Rams the entire season. That was my team going into the season. No, I talked the Rams. I talked to you. I didn't pick them. That was my team, though. That's why I wanted to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I see. I didn't pick them either. They were my team as well. Bengals weren't my team. But yeah, my team went to the Super Bowl too, but I didn't pick them. And I'm they lost. Take credit. <laughs> oh, we missed! By the way, uh, Brinson is basically a, a younger version of Prisco. Prisco said to me after the draft, you did a good job, but you need to be meaner. I said, Pete, I'm basically the therapy dog balancing out all the negativity coming uh, off of you and Brinson. Uh, and that remains the case here. So good luck, Debo. Brinson is a walking jinx, and the Eagles are going to finish in last place because Brinson's on their bandwagon. That's it. Oh, you know what I might, do? I might maybe I'll pick the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. Well, Over. you know what? I will go in and change your pick. <laughs> I know how the back end of the system works. That's, that's quite, a, um, quite a response. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Uh, I was, was going to say, like, during the first round, when the A.J. Brown trade went down, uh, we were waiting yeah. on um, – our Breach was writing about the trade, maybe, or Traps was doing something. One of them was supposed to do a video with me, and we couldn't get him on there. And Devo kept, like, firing up his video and be like, you just want to go now? You just want to go now? Like, let's just talk about it now. There you go, Have you seen Debo? Debo, let's see what you look like these days. Oh, uh, it's a beard haggard. Oh, he's got a must. Oh, oh he's great. Oh, he's oh, he's back to normal. He's looking like Warren Sharp over during the draft weekend. He's yeah, the most that was just oh. a draft weekend look. Jeez, we call Debo, Debo you, little, little Warren Sharp. Do you, have to, do you have to shave twice a day, Debo? That's pretty quick. quickly that came in. Little, no, little Jerry don't... Seinfeld. Um, okay. Anyway, Eagles, Eagles have a good draft breach. We're going to skip your analysis and just move on. Yeah, Hold on. I have commanders. a quick question, though. Debo, how excited were you about the A.J. Brown trade? I mean, it came out of nowhere. There was no yeah. rumors. There was no speculation out of it. You know, a couple months ago, it's like, oh, the Eagles were close to Calvin Ridley. I went into the draft. The number one player I wanted, and I told you guys this a couple months ago, was Jamison Williams. But I mm. come out of it with A.J. Brown and Jordan Davis. I'm way happier than I thought I could be entering the draft. There you go. Yeah, that was, that was a good week. Good, uh, good Paris, Paris super well with Devontae Smith. Give Jalen Hurts a chance. If not, they draft Will Levis next year. All right, I'm going to ask a quick uh, personal question. Did you watch the draft with your lady friend, or were you working? Ooh. I was at the office. I was going to say, uh, does she is she down for you acting crazy about the Eagle stuff, or is she she's okay with that? No, she she she's like, uh, why did they trade for a player that already has some questions? But the the draft, A.J. Brown, Jordan Davis, I told Brinson this, you know, happened simultaneously with the Sixers clinching a, a playoff series win. So Thursday was great, and then Dang. the rest of the draft sucked. But Wait, why did the rest of the draft suck? Well, the Sixers' best player has a broken face and a concussion. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, all right, we can move on. We're going to be done with this podcast tomorrow. So. I thought the Sixers' best player got traded to Brooklyn. Ben Simmons, right? Is that Second a dunk? Best. 
I don't even know if that's a dunk or not. It's a dunk. Troll. James Harden scored four points in the second half last night, by the way. Not bad for a heavy set fellow, right? Yeah, it's pretty not bad. Not bad for a alleged <laughs> superstar who can. I have no idea. If he's I don't know. Look, let's just move on. Commanders, uh, <laughs> Jahan Dotson. Hey guys, I got all day. This can be a three-hour podcast if you want. I don't have all day. I want to. I I would happily just hang I, up right now. I'm so happy right now. So happy. Uh, and you have like a glint in your eye. You look oh like somebody God. who came back from a long weekend and just like you're just happy. Like all I can think about is how long these next eight weeks are going to be. And then it's like, oh, cool. Football again. Eight weeks. Is that how the season starts? I don't know, man. Oh, okay. I was like, golly, I hope not. I, right. You're still you're muted, Breach. Jahan Dotson, Fedarian Mathis, Brian Robinson Jr., Percy Butler, Sam Howell, Cole Turner, Chris Paul, Christian Holmes. <laughs> can't believe they got CP3 that late in the draft. I uh, know, right? What's your grade there, Wilson? I had them going 21st in my uh, rankings. But I, I do like what they did. Jahan Dotson, I had him as a second-round pick, and I know a, uh, a couple teams liked him in the second round, but I understand why you take him here. They lost out on Drake London, and then two other wide receivers went off the board, so they're like, all right, got to do something. I, I get it. So I understand that. Um, he's not a huge target, so I, I do wonder about what that means for Carson Wentz, who it feels like this is it for him. I, I don't know what you guys think the, the season's look for him, but I, I love the idea of Sam Howell in the fifth round. I had a team tell me in the fall Sam Howell should return to school or early in the, after the season that Sam Howell should return to school. And I ended up really liking him. He was my quarterback, too, by the time we were all said and done. But clearly the NFL disagreed with me. Um, I, I give them like a B minus. Like Brian Robinson, I, I thought, went a little high. I wouldn't have taken him in the third round because they had other options. Uh, Damian Pierce and Isaiah Spiller were still there. Uh, Tyler Algier, Kyron Williams, the, those guys I liked a little better. Robinson and Phil Mathis, his teammate at Alabama, are great locker room guys, but I, I don't know if they're uh, day one impact guys. Phil Mathis is, I think, a um, replacement for Deron Payne, who's I think he's entered in the final year of his deal, so I get that. And uh, again, your locker room's a lot better in terms of of attitude and, and whatnot, but um, there's not a lot of on the field production that, that stands out immediately. Jahan Dotson, of course, but Percy Butler, I, I don't know if he's going to get immediate playing time. Cole Turner, good athlete, um, but not as athletic as I was hoping. And um, Sam Howell, over under on when Sam Howell first sees the field. I'll set it at week seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's not, I was, I I mean, that's not let, a bad over under. I'll take, let Breach go there because I, I didn't let him talk about the Eagles. I, I, I'll take the over, but I do think hmm. it's interesting that we're talking about a Washington team that Carson Wentz might be the third best quarterback. Like literally, when you not look even at a lie. Taylor yeah. Heineke. He's Sam the seventh Howell. best quarterback in his own division. I, I mean, that is a, he is not right. gonna, he cannot be a happy camper right now. If that guy got mad when anybody brings in a quarterback, if he plays for your team, and so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Washington, the, the Sam Howe pick feels like I don't want to say it saved the draft because he might not pan out, but there's no pressure there. If he never plays, it doesn't matter because you took him in the fifth round. Save their draft. What's that? Well, I'm saying well, that if, if who's you, a home run in that draft class? You're starting quarterback of the future in the fifth round. Why, why is everybody doing this with this class? What do you mean? Like, 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 these guys fell for a reason, man. Like, well, what's what's, what's 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 six? Right, that's why I'm class. saying if I'm saying none of the other commanders picks really wowed me. So right, that's, like, I think that's fair. So maybe Sam Howell is, oh, okay. he has, I, I, he has I, the I, highest ceiling, but. But if he doesn't hit it, it doesn't matter because they took him in the fifth round. If they took him in the first round, and he doesn't hit it. That's a problem. I mean, I think it's just not a great draft. Yeah. That's no, what I'm, wait. For that's what I Washington. just said. I said nobody in this draft. For but do you mean for the Dallas. entire draft or for Washington, Brenton? 
Washington. Oh, okay. Well, that's exactly what Breach and the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a Matt Corral thing. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, oh God, let get off of that. That that's a home run. Go ahead. Uh, I will say on the on Howell, like, I mean, I'm an NC State guy. If you didn't know, Uh, and even I started to feel bad for Sam Howell as ESPN kept cutting to his draft party. I'm like, (laughs) it's like leave this guy alone. Where where was he? Was he in Charlotte? His house, and he's like had. Like at one point he's not on the couch anymore. And his girlfriend's like looking over her shoulder, trying to find him in the room somewhere. And there's probably 20 to 25 people in the room. And not one of them is making eye contact with another human being. Like it's, it's just so awkward. Um, Let me ask you this. Well, Actually, I, I know what would happen. I know what happened for Brinson. I know what would happen for breach and Debo. If you were going, if you thought you were going to be a, a top 32 pick, Brinson would, would run out the hugest play. He would run out the, the Dorton arena and have, 15,000 people there, no yes. matter what. Breach and, and Debo would have a, a quiet gathering in their house just in case. So how, how went the, the Brinson route is what I'm getting. No, no, it was it was like a, I mean, it wasn't like a huge, it, it was it was at the parents' house. They just had like friends over from Charlotte. My, my point was going to be that Howell got sort like, Howell got screwed because if he'd come, if he was able to come out after his sophomore year, he's a, probably a first round pick. Or, as the team told me, after the 2023 season might've been good too. But that's what I'm saying. Like he should have, somebody told him that he, it would be in his interest to come into the draft. Mm -hmm. And he should have been told, go back to school, play one more year. Like he either should have come out of 20, he should have come out after 21 or 23. I don't think he could come out of 20, 20 or 22. Well, you might saying like, Right, yeah. I, I don't know if he could have legally done it, but I, I agree with you. Yes. No, he could not have. He would have had to sit out the season. I, I'm just saying, like, he got kind of screwed by the by yeah. the whole rules. Anyway, uh, yeah, we don't love the Cowboys. Uh, you give B minus or C plus? No, B Washington, I give B minus to. Okay. Cowboys. Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert. Love it. Jake Ferguson, Matt Willetsko, Darren Bland. Jeez, you got Willetsko. Good job. Damone Clark. I mean, that's pretty easy. John Ridgeway and Devin Harper. Uh, definitely not a Jerry Jones draft. No. How much sizzle to this bad boy? What do you what's your grade for it? I give it a B plus. In fact, that the pick that I not the B plus? B as in breach plus. Okay. The pick that I'm not uh, super crazy about was the Tyler Smith pick, but he's only 21. And I he had some medical concerns, and Rappaport actually talked about them after the pick. Uh obviously the Cowboys didn't care about those. And um on a team that was the most penalized team in the NFL, they drafted the most penalized offensive tackle in college football. So that's interesting. But I think he's going to get just lab chuckling because I'm reading Prisco's breakdown. He's like, teams loved him more than analysts. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. Because I, I talked to Prisco about it. He goes, eh, I don't know. Where I said that I know the teams have medical concerns about him. Sam Williams on the field is absolutely fantastic. Off the field, there's some issues. Jalen Tolbert occasionally dropped the ball, but he's he's um, a, a really good football player who reminds me a lot of Will Fuller. Jake Ferguson was my tight end three. Um, Deron Bland is a really fun cornerback out of Fresno. He's pretty big. Uh, Richway and Harper. Harper's a super, he's like a traits guy, day three traits guy. Um, wasn't the best linebacker on that team. It was Malcolm, Malcolm Rodriguez and John Richway transferred from Illinois state and is a, um, a really good sort of interior defensive lineman. He's not going to get a bunch of sacks, but he does a lot of the dirty work that allows the guys behind him to, to clean up. So this is actually a really good draft. You're right. It's not a Jerry Jones draft. Didn't involve any Johnny Manziel type rumors. And I thought that was pretty straight laced. I again, Tyler Smith wasn't my guy there, but who knows? He might be end up being a great football player. Yeah, it didn't feel like they did anything flashy. It was let's just you know you go in the trenches your first two rounds. Uh, you get a receiver in the third round because you have Michael Gallup coming off his 
ACL surgery and you need some depth there. It just felt like the Cowboys looked at all the boxes they need to check. They checked them and they didn't get too far off. I know Wilson, you said didn't like the Tyler Smith pick, but it felt like they tried to stick to guys who were, they didn't reach too far for any player. Uh, So yeah, I mean, this is a draft. I don't love it. I don't hate it, but (laughs) it's, it's better than what the commanders did. So if you're the Cowboys, you're happy about that. All right. <laughs> Brent is so done. <laughs> I, I really, yeah, I, I might need to break off. Um, I love it. The Detroit Lions take a disappointingly took Aiden Hutchinson number two. Why? Who were you looking for? I went Thibodeau. Yeah. Oh. Let me ask you before you get going. Did you plus or minus the NFL draft prop bets? Uh, plus. Was that because of Derek Stingley, perhaps? Derek Stingley three and Trayvon Walker one. By the way, any shout out for hey. me getting getting a couple picks right? By the way. Uh, yeah, Stingley. Th- okay, sorry. Well, yeah, you're right. You weren't here for the AFC. Stingley, third overall. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You did tell me that, that he was going to go third overall, that you were told that. And he yeah. did go third overall. I was shocked. I'll be honest with you. I, I was, yeah. I was sweating that one out. Um, if Tibbs had gone two, it would have been a Mac Jones like payout. Yeah. But not he would have quit the podcast. No, not that good. It would have been as, as good as last year, but it would have been good. Um, yeah, uh, Trayvon. Hey, how about some Trayvon Walker? Love? Yeah, I was gonna say, me and you outdid Prisco on on the breaking hey, news. Pete's like, I got thirty. I got twenty eight of thirty two picks correct in terms of players in the first round. It's like, bro, you didn't even get the first pick overall, and you work for that team. Like you work, you do the Jaguars radio show, and you got the pick wrong. Like what in his defense, he goes on that radio show. They pay him to talk crap about Urban Meyer. <laughs> it's like, like if if you the, the, this is sort of like. Um, 2019, I guess, where if you thought the Cardinal, like if you if you if you thought the Cardinals were going to take Nick Bosa instead of Kyler Murray, and you did that in your mock draft, like basically the cascading effect, you're not going to get it. Your your picks are going to be terrible. Yeah, right, exactly. So you can get Although, you get 32 or 32, and you're still your score is still going to be good because you have Trayvon Walker going three. You know, you just it messes the whole thing up. He, he had a good he had a good weekend. I'll give him that. Pete did, but right, he missed the first one. Uh, Jameson Williams, they trade up for, mm, gave it. up a lot. I actually just saw, oh, crap, what did I see? They had a ton of picks. I'm fine with that. I saw somebody say that the, oh, uh, during the draft, I think that the Lions actually offered. Um, I, can't, I can't find it. That the Lions offered um, maybe two first for Debo Samuel. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Josh Pascal. Kirby Joseph with a K with an E, James Mitchell, Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston, and Chase Lucas. What do you think about the Lions uh, draft, Wilson? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I don't care about the the compensation it costs for moving up for James Williams. They loved them. They moved up for him, and it left, it left Washington sitting there having to settle, quote-unquote, um, for Jahan Dotson. And Jahan Dotson is probably going to be a really good football player, but my point is that James Williams is absolutely electric. So um, I had them ranked fifth in terms of my rankings where I thought these players would go and where they actually end up going. So that's that's good for them. Um, let's see. Where are, the, where are the players again? Give me a second. There we go. So Aiden Hutchinson layup. Didn't make Brentson happy, but I get it. Jameson Williams could have gone higher than that. Um, he went behind uh, Drake London and Chris Olave. Uh, Chris Olave may have gone early. He went at 11. Yeah, which I Olave was a little bit of a reach for me, but I get it. 
Josh Pascal, I absolutely love. Six two and a half, two sixty eight. Um, ran a four seven seven. Absolutely explosive. Kirby Joseph was one of my favorite safeties in the class. I mentioned Malcolm Rodriguez in the last when they talk about the last team. And, and James Houston's a um, a power five transfer who has a little juice, as they say, off the edge. Th- this was a, a really good draft. This team is, is better now than they were before. Got some help for Jared Goff, who, let's be honest, was probably the best wide receiver in this draft. That's why they didn't worry about getting one. And then they got two edge rushers, a safety, a linebacker, actually three edge, edge rushers would include, include James Houston. So uh, I give this a I'll give this an A minus, Debo. Yeah, you, I mean – the crazy thing about their draft is that they absolutely fleeced the Vikings in that trade. You're moving up from 32 to 12, 20 spots, and you're basically What's giving the division up- rival? Yeah, it's, it's just now knowing mean, knowing that the Eagles were attempting to move up to get Jameson Williams as well. Oh, that's the that we know that now. I uh, I was told that. Okay, I didn't see it, but I, I was. <laughs> Steve, did you hear that? <laughs> You said it the other. We kind of broke down the timing of everything the other night. Yeah, like he, yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it makes were, sense. I just didn't. Okay. I, I was, you know, incapacitated during the draft. I didn't have access to a lot of information. Well, they moved up twenty spots in the first round, and to do that, all they had to do was drop back twelve spots in the second round and throw in the sixty-sixth overall pick, and that just seems like right, exactly, an absolute steal. And why, why would you do that with a division rival if you're the Vikings? But it seems no, like I, division rivals are trading more and more with each other. Last year it was. You don't let them come up at a. At a well, here's the thing: is that like if you're if you're the Vikings, and somebody makes you a great trade offer, you're going to take it, whether it's division rival or not. Sure. But if you're getting fleeced, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like in that sense, like the Lions are going to make this trade a hundred out of a hundred times, whether it's with a division rival. But Breach, you don't think it's team. it's not Saints level getting fleeced? Would you agree with that? I, I mean, the Saints. What they did was dumber because they had time to think about it. Well, if we're talking <laughs> about the trade they made before the draft, yeah, and then right. they set up nothing and then did nothing in the draft, um, <laughs> which we'll get to the Saints grade. But I, yeah, I don't know what, the, and maybe the Vikings because they were on the clock. They're like, man, we got to do something, and the time and the, and the pressure got to them. and said, let's just pull the trigger. We don't have any better offers. Um, but just because of that, I thought the Lions hit home runs with the first two picks. The, and the Vikings hit forty six back. What are you talking about? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying the yeah, Lions. I mean, like it's they said like they said 12 and 46 for 32, 34, and 66. Right. That's what Bra- that's what Breach is saying. I-, I know, but I mean, like, like I mean, <laughs> why are you sending that second round pick back? Right, right. <laughs> if if that second round pick's not involved, then it's, it's probably an even fine, greater. Right. Maybe the Vikings win, but but you're you're they both get a first round pick in the trade. They both get a second round pick in the trade, and the Lions gave up their third round pick like it's just unbelievable so yeah i like uh everything wilson said about the the draft and the fact they came out with aiden hutchinson i thought jameson williams was the best receiver in the draft so uh get him a 12th overall and a trade where you fleece the vikings uh makes lines look good. and and we got the bonus uh bonus moment that should have gone more viral where they uh the lions trade up they trade up to what 12 and they um like, oh my god, it's gotta be for a quarterback. They cut to Malik Willis and they cut to Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's fiance has this, oh my god, I'm about to have to live in Detroit for the rest of my life. Look on her face. And then, then they like she, like you can tell that that whole picket, like the whole everybody at the picket table is like, no, 
No, please. No, no. I didn't even think that was going to be a quarterback there. Did you guys think that in real time? Cause I didn't, we didn't have access to the telecast cause we were sort of, um, I, th- I mean, they'd been tied with Malik Willis so much. It felt like they were, they'd taken Hutchinson. Then they were coming back up because they knew somebody was about to jump. Off. My thought was if they were drafting the quarterback, it was the dumbest trade up of all time. So I was yeah. actually like, there was no quarterback worth trading up 20 spots for. Right. And, and in fact, right. It's a rare occasion where trading up for a wide receiver made much more sense. And then they would have looked dumb because all the quarterbacks except for Pickett would have been available at 32. And then you get laughed out of that's that ever been like, well, that's why the Lions are the Lions. So it actually worked out in their favor. They did not take. Quarterback. Well, and I think too, when you sort of look at what happened with that wide receiver run, obviously you had London go eight, Wilson, 10, Alave, 11, just feels like a reach. And that's why Washington had to not reach, but that's why they, they went exactly where they did. Well, I think the there's a very clearly a drop off. Like, like after, after James, after JMO, you know, it's like Dotson. Because Traylon Burks actually went later. I like Traylon Burks better than, than he's, he's sort of different than he's different. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of the beef people have with the Packers too. It's like, you know, but here's the thing. And uh, you he, know, what? let's keep moving because the Packers are actually, okay. Uh, we'll talk about it. Two, two the Packers. We mentioned uh, the Vikings. They traded down a bunch of times. Uh, they stopped at 32 and grabbed Lewis Seen, then picked up Andrew Booth, the Clemson corner who fell because of injury concerns, Ed Ingram, Brian Asimov, sure. <laughs> Caleb Evans. What, what is? What are they trying to do to me here? Zizi Otum. Padarian Lowe, Jalen Naylor, Nick Muse. Not an easy, uh, not an easy class. Nick though. Muse, Tanner Muse's brother, by the way. There you go. Um, you know, you got to factor in the thought that. Oh, Molly P asked a good question. Do you think Minnesota thought they were co- that the Lions were coming up for a quarterback, uh, and then they took a wide receiver? I think typically, in fact, I would almost actually uh, say it's the opposite. In that, I feel like that's a good line of thinking. What do you think? Well, I think that when you do those trades like that, there is some disclosure between the GMs about what you're. I don't know though. I, I don't Not always. Because I don't know if that Haloti Nada thing back in the day, 2006, when they swapped places, and I think the Giants took the edge rusher out of BC. What's his name? Do you remember his name? The guy who sort of fake tackled Vince Young because you weren't allowed to tackle quarterbacks in. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I don't know if they said out loud, this is for Haloti Nada. I think they had a sense. Oh, no, Cameron Wembley was the guy. It was with the Browns. Yeah. So it was Cameron Wembley. I don't know if the Browns and the Ravens talked about it. Cameron another BC? No, no, I was thinking about uh, another player who the Giants drafted the Etrush out of PC. I can't remember his name right now, but I think it was that same draft. Um, but Cameron will be another interdivisional trade, by the way. Um, so I'm not sure. That's just what popped into my head, but you're right. Yeah, there. I mean, I think, yeah, Wimbledon is Florida State. Um, I think that, uh, I, I just think that a lot of times, like, you know, there's people. There's some, I think there's some disclosure when Matthias Kiwanuka. That's what I was like. I think, yeah. When I think of the 2006 draft, I think Mario Williams, Manny Lawson, John McCargo, three NC State players in the first round, no big deal. Um, NC State wins zero championships. Yep, that's right. Um, I, I, I feel like there's like, not like they're like, hey, we want to come up and get Jamison Williams, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if the Vikings, because my thing is, if I'm the Vikings and I think the Lions are coming to get a quarterback, you don't I'm care. A little hesitant to let them do that unless I just hate the quarterback class. Right. I think that's the math. And um, the new regime, they're, they're pretty analytic. Right. So they may have been like, yeah, go crazy. And it may be the case to go crazy for whoever you want because anyone you're coming to get, we don't have going that high. And whatever the compensation is, despite the fact that we disagree with it, they were okay with. 
The Green Bay Packers did not draft a. I didn't give a grade, by the way. That's that's it's breach that it does the Packers. Uh, the Vikings, I didn't give a grade. Oh, right, we'll give a grade. Who's your grade? C plus. Yeah. I like the first two picks, and then basically an F from Wilson. <laughs> no, not an F. I like the first two picks. After that, uh, I had some questions about where the players went. Ed Brian Esmo, by the way, was the captain of Pete's. Pete Prisco's better than team. Um, I had him going in the fourth round. He went a little earlier than that, but I love Lewis Seen, love Andrew Booth. The um, Packers took Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, trolling Aaron Rodgers, but he said he didn't care. Then they come back and get Christian Watson, the wide receiver in the second down. Sean Ryan, Romeo Dubs, Dubs, Zach Tom, Kingsley, Ineg Barr, Tariq Carpenter, Jonathan Ford, Rashid Walker, and Samori Toure. Breach, nice. what's your uh, grade for these guys? My grade for the Packers is a B plus. Um, look, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers was legitimately not happy, but content <laughs> that the Packers did not use a receiver because it felt like they watching him on the Pat Mac, Pat McAfee show and watching his body language. It really felt like the front office kept him in the loop. He watched how the draft broke down. Packers get up there at the 22nd overall pick and you already have six receivers off the board. You can't take the seventh receiver. And, and like you guys always already talked about there were tears and you can't have it's a total reach if you take the seventh receiver off the board at 22nd overall it wouldn't have made sense and so i i do like that they ended up passing on receivers at that point now that being said the one thing i thought they could have done look if you're going to package your two second round picks to move up to 34 to get christian watson you could have patch packaged those two second round picks with your 22nd overall pick to move up to get one of the top receivers in the class and so uh, it's just interesting that they trade away two second round picks that ended up moving up to 34 to get Watson. Um, but I like Quay Walker and I like Devontae White. I actually wanted Devontae White. I wanted the Bengals to get him at 31. And so when the Packers grabbed him at 28, uh, I was a little disappointed. So I think I, they they crushed it with the first two players, even though they didn't get a receiver. Uh, and then the jury's still out or on all these guys, but especially Christian, <laughs> especially Christian Watson. Uh, but you know what? I, we've talked about this before. The Packers have such a good track record with second round receivers. For whatever reason, they just hit home run after home run after home run, whether it's Jordy Nelson, whether it's Devontae Adams, uh, Randall Cobb. They are just Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings with these second round receivers. Um, so it's hard to hate that. So I, I didn't love that they traded up that far to get Christian Watson, whether they could have sat still or not trade up that far and still had plenty of receivers to choose from. So that is why they didn't get to the A range for me, but B plus. Yeah, they were my, uh, they ranked seventh in terms of the the rankings of where I had these guys going, where they actually went. And I'm with you on the uh, Christian Watson. Quay Walker got a lot of late push as a first rounder. Devontae Wyatt's really good, as you noted. Then they got Romeo Dubs as well, who played with Carson Strong in Nevada. And Rashid Walker actually is one of my favorite picks. He ended up going in the seventh round. I talked to teams that liked him late on day two, early day three, but um, some inconsistency there. But if you can get it sorted out, he's a good football player. This draft feels a lot better than previous drafts where, where Carson, uh, excuse me, where Aaron Rodgers has poured himself, a, what do you say, three fingers or whatever to sort of deal with the the drafting of Jordan Love and, and all the other. It, it seemed like he knew he was more involved with their plan than in previous years. And well, he must have made some phone calls late in the first round and said, where are the freaking wide receivers and that's why they, they traded up because until then they were just sort of sitting pat there uh all right finally in the nfc north the bears and mm. look again this you know the packers i think 
you know, we, t- we talked about this on yesterday's show, the AFC draft show, but, um, you know, it's, it's easy to take a team that has multiple first round picks and be like, I really like their draft. And then, you know, all these teams who didn't have a first round pick, you're like, this draft sucks. Um, but the, I think the Packers in a vacuum, if you didn't, fa- if, you know, if you didn't say, oh, you know, they lost Devontae Adams, you'd look at this and be like, man, they really made their team better. It's just, yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, the Bears, Kyler Gordon, first pick uh, for them in the third round, actually, 39th. Uh, no, Kyler Gordon went in the second round. Second round. Second round. Yeah. yeah. All right. They only traded um, their first for, for Justin Fields. And they got a second, second from the Chargers for uh, Khalil Mack. So they had Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Vilas Jones Jr., Braxton Jones, Dominique Robinson, Zachary Thomas, Tristan Ebner, Doug Kramer, Jatire Carter, Elijah Hicks, and. NC State punting legend Trenton Gill, baby. Mm. Rich, what's your grade? Yeah, you know what? I had, uh, you guys can see what I had written down here. It was a C plus, but just looking it over again, I'm going to up them to a B minus. It is, I have seen a lot of hate about the Bears draft. Um, I think Prisco might have given it the D, a D, and that was the only D he gave out in his grades. But I don't know what, I don't hate it as much as everyone else. I feel like, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker are both guys who will probably be starters in that secondary right away. So you got two starters with your first two picks, even though you didn't have a first round pick. And then Brinson's boys, uh, Trenton Gill with the 255th overall pick. That is almost the bottom of the draft. And he's probably going to be a starter. I mean, if he's you're a getting- punter. If you're yeah. pun- if, if he's playing a lot, that means you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but you got a starter with your seventh round pick, seven <laughs> spots from the bottom of the draft. That's how you have to look at it, Wilson. I don't care if using it, that it, using that logic, you should draft a punter in the first round because he'll be a starter. No, using that logic, teams should draft punters and kickers with the sixth or seventh. Well, round let me pick ask you this: because about there's this. value, because they will become starters. Where are the wide receivers for Justin Fields? Because that's a concern. Yes, and that is why uh, <laughs> they drafted Jones in the third round. He was twenty five years also, old. He was twenty five years old, and also why I'm giving them a B minus and not an A plus here. It's not like I'm saying they had an amazing draft. I'm saying consider they have any first round picks. They picked up two defensive starters, a punter. Does Justin Fields need weapons? Obviously, and that is why it's a B minus and not an A plus. Yeah, the first two Gordon and Brisker are awesome. They're going to be day one starters. I feel like Vela Jones twenty five. Played okay during the season, Tennessee. Balled out at the Senior Bowl. I don't know if he he's going to be an impact guy. Maybe he will. I hope he hope he will be. Um, but I do appreciate that they got a lot of, three offensive linemen here, um, and they're all good players. I don't know how much they'll contribute right away for various reasons. And, and Dominic um, Robinson out of the out of Miami of Ohio, home of John Breach, by the way. Yes, college home of John Breach. Uh, a little undersized, but but a good football player. Do so you think that's why I, maybe I up my grade also. And you didn't even mention it, which is even more impressive. Uh, he was the first Miami of Ohio player taken off the board, Wilson. I didn't want to spend this whole po- turn this podcast into a Miami of Ohio podcast, which is all right. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at <laughs> the <laughs> NFC South. Coming up so, after the break, next. So done. He's so done. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, 
Carter Finley. Shout out, Carter Finley. Or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip. Maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid. wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Atlanta Falcons drafted uh, Drake London. I was wrong. They did not take Jordan Davis. Should have. When did you say that? That was his bold prediction. That was my bold prediction. Oh, okay. And I had it in my mock. And when I floated it to someone who, you know, like, I have a clue what the Falcons were thinking about. They didn't. Not to be disagree with you. They didn't. They didn't say that's a great choice. Um, but they got Drake London, and I think that is a great choice. Uh, Arnold Ibikidi. Close. Epicady. Nice. Well done. I got it before the draft. Troy Anderson, Desmond Ritter in the third round, 74th overall, excuse me. D'Angelo Malone, Tyler Alagier, Justin Schaefer, and John Fitzpatrick with a capital P. I love that part. What's your uh, grade for these guys, Breach? Uh, My grade is a B+. You know, we talked about the commanders getting Sam Howell in the fifth round and how that's going to make or break their draft. Well, the Falcons also got a pretty good deal on a quarterback because Desmond Ritter fell to them in the third round, but that doesn't make or bake their draft because they also got two guys who could contribute right away, which commanders didn't do. Uh, Drake London, I think, could be a force for the Falcons. You know, you don't have Calvin Ridley for the upcoming season. Obviously, you had gotten rid of Julio Jones. You need to get a playmaker in there so that it's not just Cordero Patterson touching the ball on every down. And so I, I, I like the Drake London pick. I think that pick really depends about how you felt about the wide receiver class. If you feel like mm. he's the third best receiver and they took him at eighth overall, then it was a total reach. Um, I thought he was probably the second best receiver, so maybe a tad bit of a reach. You know, I said I thought Jameson Williams was the top. And then Eva Katie, I, I thought that was a great pick. Um, Wilson can speak more to that, but it felt like he was somebody who might have been taken at the bottom of the first round. So the fact that he was still available at 38th overall and the Falcons needed all the pass rushing help they can get. So those two guys and and Desmond Ritter, I felt like really made the draft for me. Um, So maybe I could, if you could talk me down to a B, but I'm going to give him a B plus. No, it's pretty good. I think I had them 12th in my rankings in terms of where I thought these guys would go and where they actually ended up going. Des Ritter, I had him going in the middle third round. That's exactly where he went. I think it's a great situation for him. He's basically Marcus Mariotti, which is who I comped him to. Drake London had a team compare him to uh, a bigger version of Devontae Adams, so I don't think yeah. eighth is too high at all. Ibikati, middle second round, that's where he went. Uh, I know that there was some sort of media buzz that he might go in the first, but Tisa spoke too like him in the second. And then I'll mention Tyler Algier from BYU. He reminds me of James Conner. I think this is, is, is as close to a Steelers you're going to get and some offensive talent to help that offense that doesn't have a lot of talent right now. And Drake London basically feels like a different version of Kyle Pitts. They just play different positions, but they're big, huge targets down the field. Um, the, the tight end actually runs a little better than the wide receiver, which is sort of funny. But Drake London, I think, is going to be a better version of Michael Pitt, uh, Michael Pittman, excuse me, who he played with at USC. 
I, I like the Falcons draft a lot. I thought they were one of the bigger winners. I mean, you know, Ivicady is, is, you know, Chaps noted his grade. Um, you know, just not prototypical size. And Ritter, like, I thought, I just thought, I mean, I know Rip, they didn't have to trade anything to go get Ritter. He sort of fell in their laps. He's There's a third no round pick. He, the accuracy is the issue. Everything else you absolutely love about him. If he can fix that, and Arthur Smith is known for fixing that, then you got yourself a player. But to take him, you know, at 20th overall or whatever, that was a reach. This feels about right. Yeah, there's just no pressure to play. Like, if he doesn't... Right. And, and again, I know I'm sort of contradicting myself here because I ripped the Matt Corral thing, but they traded a future third to go get him. The Falcons Not, just not to there. get too far down the road. Why do you hate Matt Corral so much? I my like Q- Matt Corral the player. Oh, my QB1? I don't like trading a future third when you're the Carolina Panthers and your team isn't that good. Although I saw... You know, I'm not. No, we'll get to the Panthers in a second. I'm not. Oh, I'm not doing this again. Um, <laughs> no, I just he, I thought that like is the, he your the Batman? How dare you, sir? <laughs> Try to troll me. Uh, resign Grady Jarrett. Yeah, as well. Uh, on uh, on on Tuesday to a big extension. I, I I like the Falcons draft. I thought it was. It wasn't like out. It wasn't you know they didn't get too crazy. I think they know where they are in the rebuild. I think the fact that they pursued Deshaun Watson and missed out on him. However awkward it made it with Matt Ryan, ultimately probably put them in a better spot than they would have been otherwise because they were able to sort of look in the mirror and say, you know what? It is time to rebuild. We can't have, we're not going to have our cake and eat it too. We need to, we need to reboot. And they did that. And, you know, Ritter gives him like a shot. Maybe he works in that system. Maybe Mariota plays well, but I think Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and then maybe Calvin Ridley next year. What if Ritter's a player? Something. You can always go back into their uh, quarterback if you need to. The Saints drafted Chris Olave, who I think technically they gave up five. They used five picks to get him. That's the thing. Yeah. Trevor Penning, Alante Taylor, DeMarco Jackson, and Jordan Jackson. Breach, what's your grade? Uh, my grade is a B minus. Maybe almost in the C. Here's the thing about the Saints. All right. I actually like their two first round picks, Chris Olave. And Trevor Penning, I, I both needs in they, a vacuum. They, yes, in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yes, if we are just talking about the vacuum that I use to clean the carpet in my office, yes, um, or a space vacuum, whichever vacuum that we're in. <laughs> so the problem is what Brinson mentioned is what the Saints paid to trade up to get. They didn't just trade up to get him; they had to trade with the Eagles to get a second first round pick, and then they had to make another trade with the Commanders to move up from 16 to 11. And that is just way too much compensation to give up to get Chris Olave or however you want to finagle this first round. So uh, it, it just, it, just too much. So that's really what it comes down to for me. That's why they get the B minus. But look, they only had, what, five picks, six picks? They had five picks. I liked almost all of them, uh, but just, you're crushing yourself in future drafts with everything you gave up. I mean, they don't have a first round pick next year. They don't have, I think they gave up multiple. A lot of it has to be a legend. He has to be Michael Thomas part two. Also a second round pick, but that's exactly right. I agree. I mean, I think he's got to be more than that. No, if you're Michael Thomas, I mean, Michael Thomas is. All right, if he turns into Michael Thomas, then yeah, that's fine. But he's not, not right he's now, really, Michael Thomas. Two years ago, Michael Thomas. But he was. I mean, my, he's also like not Michael Thomas. He's a speed, you know, he's speedy. He's not physical. He, He's, he's a little, he needs to get stronger. 
struggles getting a line of scrimmage at times. I mean, I don't know who he has to be, but he's got to he's got to be very, very, very productive for the Saints for this to pay off. Yeah, he was my wide receiver five. Again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but just in terms of going into the draft process, I had them ranked thirteenth in terms of the the rankings. But as Breach notes, it that's in a vacuum because yeah, you checked boxes, but at what cost? So, um, Trevor Penning. Can he play left tackle? He's an FCS guy who was okay against Iowa State early in the season, and he was okay at the senior bowl, but he wasn't lights out. And the other two guys uh, in the fifth round and the sixth round, uh, DeMarco Jackson and Jordan, and Jordan Jackson, are they're not necessarily developmental guys, but they're guys that are raw and need to grow into those roles. So five picks, you hope to get two or three starters out of it. Elante Taylor's a good player, but the cost is what, what gets your attention. Agreed completely. All right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted Logan Hall, Luke Gadecki, Rashad White, Cade Otten, Jake Camarda, Zion McCollum, Co-Keefed, and Andre Anthony. What's your uh, grade for the Buccos? My grade for the Buccos is a B because Tom Brady's last name starts with a B, and I don't want to offend Tom Brady. Uh, Do you guys know, fun fact, Logan Hall was not even born when Tom Brady got drafted, Tom Brady literally has a teammate who was not born the day he got drafted. Who is unbelievable? Uh, but look, I thought Logan Hall, this was a home run for them because you mm. don't have Indomica Sue under contract yet. Your defensive line, you still have a few holes there. And this is a guy that could have gotten late in the first round, falls to your lap with the first pick of the second round. I'm sure the Buccaneers love that he was there. Uh, Gadecki, look. The Buccaneers lost two starting guards during the offseason. They had one retire. They have one, they had one signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, so you need offensive linemen, and you get one with the 57th overall pick. And you know what? I don't even dislike the – is it Rashad White? Rashad um, White, yeah. Rashad White. You know, get all the running backs you can. You get them – you're not spending your picks in the first or second round. Give Tom Brady some weapons, and it feels like they did that with White and Kate Otten. Uh, and you know what? The only pick really they made out of their first one, two, three, four, five, six that I didn't like was Jake Camarda. I thought he was at best the fifth best punter in the draft. I don't know what the Buccaneers are doing on special teams. It's like they don't even have a special teams coach because whoever's in charge of uh, letting Jason Light know who they should draft it, as a punter or a kicker isn't doing their job. We already saw the Roberto Aguayo disaster. Mm. Um, and Camarda, you could have had Ariza at that point you did not uh so maybe Kamara pans out but didn't love that pick so yeah B the funny thing is they finished 32 in my comparison rankings and not because of Logan Hall who I had going exactly where they drafted him not because of Luke Gedeke who had going slightly above where they drafted him but because of Rashad White who I thought was more of a fifth round pick um he's on the ground a lot which and he's sort of a converted wide receiver so there's an issue there hey K dot and go exactly where they drafted him but to your point breach because of Jake Kamara I you know I had a had him as an undrafted free agent and he went to the bottom of the fourth. And that's a huge uh, leap when there were tons of talent there that they could have had. Hey, fun fact. Yeah. Kate Otten was coached in high school by his grandfather who officiated. Is his name? Molly, Molly P's wedding. Oh, I, I was hoping his what? name was going to be. I hope his name was going to be Cotton Otten, which would have been awesome. I was waiting for you to be like, you know what? Kate Otten comes from a long line of horrible people. He's <laughs> that is a great fun fact. Thanks, Molly P. Yeah, that's great. Now we we'll get inside oh. info. Whatever uh, Kate Otten signs his next contract. Yeah. So the only issue for me was Rashad White a little too early, and then the the taking Kamara 
a punter at the end of the end of the fourth. What was the kicker's name that they drafted? Breach Roberto Aguayo. Yeah, and did they take the Florida State kicker back That's twenty years Roberto ago? Roberto Aguayo, bro. Did they take the Florida State kicker? Twenty sixteen, and they traded up to get him. Who was the like, Florida, the other Florida State, the original Florida State kicker who was supposed to be a, a can't miss prospect? I don't know if the Bucks took Janikowski? him. Janikowski. No, um, Gramatica. Uh, it wasn't right? Gramatica. It was I can't remember. It was like a, he was. Um, I have to look it up. All right, you know, no, no, we're on to the Panthers. We're, this is ridiculous. No, give me, give me, give me ten minutes. I'll find it. There's, I mean, there's a couple. Yeah, you won't find me in ten minutes. <laughs> I, uh, I think Dustin Hopkins is the only other. Uh, you know, no, no, no. Uh, it was before that break. I think he was well, the, it's the only other Florida State kicker who's been drafted since 2000. No. What I just hit everybody. I'm not dunking on. I'm just letting him know that. It, oh, no, 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 no. I, I matched every soundboard sound I had just yeah, to get around and shut up. <laughs> <get> the Panthers. <laughs> Panthers draft Iki Aquanu in the first round, then had no second round pick, had no third round pick, but somehow found one by trading from 137 to 94 to take Matt Corral, Brandon Smith, Amari Barno, Cade Mays, and Kalen Barnes. Breach, what's your grade? And Wilson, feel free to follow up by explaining to me that I'm an idiot for suggesting that the Matt Corral, that the, what they paid for Matt Corral was foolish. I mean, the the, uh, the great irony here is not only did Brinson go on a rant in the most hated YouTube video of all time, but also that I'm not even in charge of giving out this grade because Brinson is in charge of giving out this grade according am, to so. uh, the rundown that Debo emailed me this morning. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, got, I, mean, I have the rundown in front of me, and I gave him uh, actually, I gave him a B minus. And I think if they had not moved, so they, in order to, they had no second and third round pick. They gave number 70 overall away to the Jacksonville Jaguars for CJ Henderson last year during the season. One could argue that was foolish. Um, they then had to trade next year's third round pick to move from 137 to 94 to draft. Matt Corral. So they are used, they use number 94 and number seven and a future third plus the other pick they traded. They basically use like the equivalent of like the 50th pick overall to take Matt Corral. And I just feel like, I think what happened was Scott Fitter was like, man, we are, we sort of dodged some bullets. Like we might get somebody we like here. He's going to fall down the board a little bit. And then David Tepper saw Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis get drafted. And he said, go get me that other quarterback. And they traded up and overpaid for him. And, and that that's why I don't like this draft. Otherwise, I thought it was a pretty good draft. Um, I saw in two places today, or at least Joe Person wrote about this, um, that the Panthers roster is in, not, has, doesn't have a ton of holes to it. And I saw Kyle Bailey of um, WFNZ quote tweet it and say, yes, you know, you can say what you want about the quarterback, but the, and I, and I, I like, I love Joe and Kyle, both good, both good guys. Uh, and Kyle's like, yeah, but the roster is really good. Um, I don't think it is. Slow your roll. That's like, the kids say. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking at, you know, like, I mean, I've had, you know, obviously gotten some pushback from <laughs> the Panthers on my questioning their roster. I think the offensive line is, is much, 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 much better than it was several months ago. And certainly a year ago, McCaffrey at running back is very good. When he's I don't know if I would say that the wide receivers are loaded. They have a good defensive line and some nice linebackers, and the secondary has some interesting pieces. But 
I would just push back that there are not holes on the roster. But if you're a Panthers fan, you're thinking, you know what? Since rules take it over, 14 of our 25 losses have been by one score. So it seems like we're in these games. We just don't close them out for whatever reason. How many Perhaps because of terrible coaching. And and that could be it. Maybe it's rules the problem. You three years, you mentioned 25 losses, you say. <laughs> well, no, I said no, that's only two years, Brenton. That's only two years. You can stop there. <laughs> he's only been there two years? Our, yeah, our 14 of like 23, 14 of 23 losses. So he's lost 23 games in two years. And so let me ask you this, Brenton. Despite what it costs to give up Matt Corral. At, at I like Matt Corral as a player. 30th pick in the third round. What if he starts midway through the season and over the second half of the season, they win half their football games? Where you I mean? will move to Jamaica rather than be dunked <laughs> on repeatedly by everyone. In- no, no. I mean, think of 4-4. Four four. Are you okay with the trade or whatever the, the second half of the season brings them? 4-4, uh, and 4-5. Four, four and five. If, sure. Okay. Uh, I liked, I loved Icky, and I think the thing about Icky is that it meant that you didn't overdraft a quarterback. I like Matt Corral at the bottom of the third. I don't even know if you'd have to trade to get him. Um, maybe you did. Brandon Smith I, I and Amari Barna, the next two picks, are traitsy guys that didn't produce consistently at the, at the next uh, in college. So you're sort of projecting. I, I get it. That's when you take these guys. So um, that said, they were my – I think they were my, my number one – my number one team in terms of rankings. So the Panthers. Well, a big part of that was Icky, and a big part of that was Matt Corral. Oh, you had Icky first or something? Icky going high, but then Matt Corral had as as a the going twenty eighth or something. Oh, so okay. so I, I so that worked out. And then um, where those players were drafted that I mentioned, they weren't even necessarily reaches. They were just guys that you're sort of hoping that the traits translate in the NFL. So they didn't reach for anyone. But uh, again, this doesn't account for trades that that got you all fired up. I'm trying to find this video to see how many. I think I just made up that, that Florida State kicker, by the way. I can't find him. So. Yeah, I think you did, too. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> You're like, yeah, Roberto Aguayo. That's um, like years before that. Whatever. I was uh, trying to think of anyone you could even be talking about. I even went back to look stuff up, and I don't see anything. That I know. If you can't about. find it, it doesn't exist. So I, I was clear. That was part of the other simulation I was a part of. <laughs> you got so many draft names. I was like, maybe it's South Florida. Maybe it's just Florida. Um... Anywho, <laughs> the NFC West is our final division. We're going to see if we can knock it out in three minutes. The Seahawks, right. as Wilson goes to pee because he's had too much tequila. <laughs> These guys drinking water, coffee, and tequila, and uh, not mixed yeah. together, all in different colors. Hard to believe he's got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Seattle Seahawks drafted Charles Cross, Boye Mafe, Kenneth Walker, Abraham Lucas, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, Tyreek Smith, Bo Melton, and Derek Young. I gave them a B and I was contemplating going with a B plus because of the first two picks. Don't love going with a running back there where they took Kenneth Walker, but he is a really good player. They do want to run the ball a ton. I kind of want to move him up to a B plus too, because they just because they threw like threw it in Drew Locks or threw it in a, like a Baker Mayfield's face. Like, no, nah, we're not drafting. We're not trading for you. Eh, thanks. Don't need you. Don't want you. Like kind of, kind of, kind of intriguing. But um, what do you think? What do you think, Breach Seahawks? It didn't blow me away. It's just, I just, I don't know what their plan is. It just felt like the Seahawks had a typical Seahawks draft where uh, everyone's like, I bet they're gonna be one of the first player teams to take a running back. Boom! Typical Seahawks taking one forty-first overall. Everyone thought they're gonna take a quarterback with one of those two second-round picks. They didn't, and didn't even take a quarterback at all. And you made your point with Baker Mayfield that they're literally thinking, hey, we're just going to go in the, the season with uh, 
Drew Locke and Geno Smith, and we're fine with that, even though we had so many opportunities to take a quarterback here. Uh, but for the guys they did take, I didn't hate it. I mean, Charles Cross should be a huge addition to that offensive line. You mentioned Boy Mafe. Uh, that helps. You can, uh, I think they have like three running backs who have contracts expiring after the 2022 season, which explains why they went after Kenneth Walker. Uh, Kobe Bryant, someone for the Cincinnati Bearcats who didn't get as much love as Sauce Gardner, but played on the opposite side of him. Uh, I thought that was a great pick. So, yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head with giving them a B. It was a good draft, but not a great draft. Yeah, the thing for me is the Ken Walker. I love Ken Walker. He's my running back run. Yeah, run. Just, that is exactly what I said. It's like just a little higher than you'd like to draft. Yeah, him. what are you doing? William Mafe played in two-point stance primarily at Minnesota. Once he figures out what he's doing, he's going to be really good. Abe Lucas, um, I know teams liked him a lot better than some draft media folks. He went the third round. I get that. And Tariq Woolen, I absolutely loved. I had him going late second round. He's a converted wide receiver. He's like 6'3", ran of the four twos, great ball skills because he is a receiver, insanely athletic. And I think that's – he feels like a Seattle Seahawks cornerback. And I think I had – let's see, yeah, the Seahawks were fourth on my – Wilson rankings, my wins over Wilson. So they actually had a good draft, just to, which again didn't account for why are you taking a running back at ninth overall in the second round when you have other knees? But Ken Walker's a good player. I get it. Uh, the 49ers drafted Drake Jackson, Ta- Tyrion Davis Price, Danny Gray, Spencer Buford, Samuel Womack, Nick Kajiko, uh, Zakel. Zakel, that makes more sense. Kalia Davis, Tariq Castro Fields, and Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. Um, I gave a C minus. I mean, look, like just didn't they didn't have a first round pick because they traded for Trey Lance. They were picking late in the first place. I just I just I love the Niners. You guys know I do, but I just was looking at the draft. I just don't love it. Would you say C minus? Yeah. Yeah. So Drake Jackson, I like him as I had him going at the end of the second round, pretty much where he went, but only because I talked to a team that, that said he's going to get drafted high. I thought he was like an early fourth round guy just because he didn't show up a lot. But as was pointed out to me by a scout, like he can play 260, he can play 275, and it's the size that, that teams love about him. Tyrion Davis-Price, I thought he was probably not going to get drafted, um, and he went at the end of the third. But when you read the scouting report on him, I was looking back looking at my notes, he basically fits exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants in a, in a, wide, in a running back. So I get that part of it. Uh, Danny Gray ran in the four threes. He's electric. I, I love this pick. Um, yeah. Going right around this range. It's only 5'11", but he like, was one of the best contested catch guys in college football last year. And finally, I'll mention Kalia Davis. He was a tackle UFC, UCF, excuse me. Um, towards ACL last November, he's only played in five games the last two years. But he is a monster on the inside. And if he stays healthy, that's a great pick. But I don't disagree with what you said based on, on you know, watching these guys and the things that I saw. I don't know if Danny Gray is a Debo Samuel replacement. I don't think he is because it feels like Debo's probably coming back. We talked earlier about um and then like yeah they drafted Trey Sermon with the third round pick. So like now these burn like I mean I don't know it just doesn't feel like Al Shanahan falls in love with these guys like that fits exactly what I want even though yeah. you know c- conventional wisdom says otherwise. And it does feel like that uh they made this the Debo Samuel draft. They were like, well, let's draft a running back in the third round, and that way Debo will believe me when I tell him he won't be uh getting a bunch of carries next season. We'll try to make him a feature receiver. And then you know what? Let's draft a receiver just in case Debo does leave. That way we have two people who can try and fill his shoes. And it just seems like the foreigners line of thinking, everything about this draft was a little weird for them. So yep. it didn't feel like out of the teams in 
the NFC West. They probably had the weakest draft. So, yeah, but I think all right, we're almost to Arizona. To well, let me, Arizona let me Cardinals. Ask. You're like, oh wow, they didn't really get a. Hold on, let me ask quickly though: Is has the Trey Lance deal proved itself yet, or do you need to wait another year to figure out if it was worth all the all the de- all the um the uh, trade details? Uh, what? That's my point. Uh, you were being sarcastic. I was like, uh, yeah, right, right now you are not, not feeling great. like the Trey Lance deal is a success. Correct. So we'll circle back after the end of the season and see. But again, I'm just saying, draft Mac Jones, you probably have a Super Bowl title right now. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals, you look at their draft, you're like, oh my God, what happened? To, like, did they really not have a first round pick? Who they traded for? Oh, that's right. They traded for uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown during yeah. uh, prior to the draft. They actually snuck it on Lamar Jackson, who appeared pretty ticked off that Hollywood had uh, asked for their uh, trade request and didn't know about it. They also picked up Trey McBride and then got Cameron Thomas, Maje Sanders, Keontae Ingram. Uh, is it Lecetus? Oh, um, I think it's Lecetus. Lecetus. Well, you could Lecetus be, Smith, you, you, Christian Matthew, Jesse Lacuda, and Marquise Hayes. Um, oh, sorry. You're right. Lecetus. My bad. Yeah. I just well, had the pronunciation so fast. Um, shout out to Dane Brugler who has pronunciations oh, the beast, in, the, in yeah. the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't love, the, I, I mean, Trey McBride's fine. And the, apparently I think Cam Thomas is a pretty good player. Um, I don't love spending a first round pick on Hollywood Brown, even though I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with it's, you. It was, it was like kind of fine. And then AJ Brown got traded for the, so Hollywood gets the 23rd pick and AJ Brown gets the 18th pick. Like, Are you factoring in the suspension part of it? For Trey Hopkins? No, not really. I think that's part of the math I went into because the 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 word on the streets the Cardinals knew about it. Oh, the Cardinals definitely knew about it because he'd, so, he'd already he's because I heard about it a little bit before it actually happened, like just like through some conjecture, not something that you would want to report. Um, and then uh, but Holly, he, Hollywood was waved, in Arizona like, for the draft party. So he's waived his his appeal, so that means they, they definitely knew about it. And Hollywood was in Arizona for a draft party. Oh, Hollywood was on a private plane before the draft. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they knew, yeah, yeah. They, they knew about it. And look, here's the other thing, too. You bring in Hollywood Brown. You know who's going to quit whinging about his contract all of a sudden? Kyler Murray, because they're best friends. So that I don't hate that uh, from that perspective, Breach. But I agree with you. I don't think he, I wouldn't trade the 23rd or 18th, whatever the pick was for him. You know what? Actually, that, that's enough analysis for the Cardinals. The well, I was going to say, do you think the Cardinals even called the, the Titans about A.J. Brown? That's what I want to know. No, I think they, they wanted, did. Yeah. I think they no. want to get Kyler's guy. Yeah, but I think you know what? Yeah, he is Kyler's guy. That you got Trey McBride, so now you have basically with their first and second round pick, you added two targets. You probably knew the Hopkins suspension was coming, and so in that line of thinking, I don't hate their draft, but yeah, it definitely wasn't great. They ranked second overall on my on my ranking. So, oh wow, but agree, it doesn't factor in the, the Marquise thing, which I'm not crazy right. about. I love Trey McBride. I love Cam Thomas. Love Maje Sanders. You need to rethink um, how you do these rankings. No, it just means I was terrible at grading them. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the Rams, finally. Logan Bruss, Jacoby Durant, Kyron Williams, Quentin Lake, Darion Kendrick, Daniel Hardy, Rush East, and AJ Arcuri. Arcuri. I mean, this, look, they were drunk. They got drunk. I mean, uh, hypothetically enjoyed a few adult beverages during the day one, before the day one press conference when they were watching, laughing about the. And it, I didn't realize this. Did you hear McVeigh had to come out? McVeigh came out and apologized the next day. He called Belichick and called Strange to say that he wasn't making fun of them. It was. Horrible. I didn't think he was making fun of them at all. I didn't either. But you I thought know. he was like, "Oh my God, that's a good pick." We were looking at that guy at 104. I think he tried to sell it as he was making fun of Les Snead for saying that he might be around at 104. 
Yeah, I didn't think that was. I didn't either. I didn't take it maliciously. Yeah, I guess I would imagine Bill didn't I, I, was, I was surprised to hear he had to do that. Why? That's the world. No, he didn't in. have to do it. I'm sure he said, you know, I probably don't want. He understood how it was being perceived nationally. That's the world we live in. I guess I didn't realize that people had were taking it that way. Oh, that's that's the world we live in, Breach, in part because of people like Brenton. No, I the opposite. I said that it. I thought you were going to say because of people like me who make a fancy headline and insinuate one thing. Did you do a headline? No, I didn't write that. I didn't write a story about it. How did you not write that story? Because I was working with you guys and doing a video every other second. Oh my god, you're working with me. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to. uh, Yeah, I gave the Rams a B. Like I think they got probably got good value in their picks, but I mean they didn't. F them picks, right? I mean, they don't pick till like 100. Like, how do you, how, you know, they didn't have a pick in the first 100 picks. They, they won the Super Bowl. It's hard to, it's hard to sort of grade a team without a single pick in the top 100, right? Uh, they rank 23rd in my rankings. Am I doing this pick? Let's see. No, this is a uh, Brinchy game of B. Yeah. So let's see what we got here. We got uh, Logan Bruss. He was a guy that's getting a lot of late round, uh, late draft process. Buzz, Jacoby Durant. I love that kid out of South South Carolina State. He's 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 five nine, five eight, something like that. But he plays much bigger. I love the Kyron Williams pick out of Notre Dame. He didn't run great at the, at the combine, but he's the best pass blocker in this draft class at the wide receiver position. And then Darian Kendrick transferred from Clemson to Georgia. He somehow ran a four seven eight at the combine or his pro day. One of those two, and he went from like day two guy to to where they found him there. I think he can be a good football player. I think the B is about right. When you don't have a ton of picks, you just won the Super Bowl because you trade all those picks. It feels like it feels like a fair trade-off. Yeah. And we lost Brenton, who clearly we thought was going to check out early this whole entire time because he was so tired of all our stalling and listening to us talk about these picks. But yeah, oh, I mean it, a crumb crashed. It wasn't uh, I, I was uh, like, they definitely think I'm just like, that's it, I'm done. Uh that's out. exactly what I was just saying. All right, for um, breach, for I, Wilson, I won't add I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna add anything here. <laughs> Did you really need me to say? I was hoping no, I'd come good. back and you guys would be gone. Like the old, uh, you know, like the the Shawshank line. He's like, you know, I'm just hoping one day I walk in here and you're just gone. Okay, all right. Four Wait, breeds, what? Four... From what is that? Ben Affleck and the uh... he said Shawshank, but he missed. No, Shawshank. Well, I mean, I mean, uh... Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Get your movie references. That Batman thing really did mess you up. Get out of here, my God. Right. Falling apart for Wilson, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. How do you like them apples? As uh, Tim Robbins would famously say. See you later. There he is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.